I'm Brianna Gonzalez, and you're listening to Just Doing My Best, the podcast. Hello, everyone. How is everyone doing this fine, beautiful Sunday morning or afternoon, I shall say? I hope you guys are doing wonderfully. I'm going to start by apologizing for not being able to post last week Sunday um like I've been scheduling these podcasts coming out I had it all planned out for what I was going to do for Sunday's episode last week but plans fell through and I couldn't record or post anything um so I do apologize for that but I'm back and I'm better and today's episode we're going to be talking about my spiritual journey from the beginning of time for me not beginning of time, but beginning of my time, beginning of my life, beginning of what I can fucking remember about my life. Um, we're going to be talking about my spiritual journey um, from all the way up to when I was a little girl to where I am now in life. Let's get right into the story for today. Alrighty, so let's start all the way when I was younger. So when I was younger, well, I should preface, my mom and my dad they're not together. Um, they never were married when they had me. They were just, you know, a couple. But it didn't work out very, very early on when I was born, like a few months old, not even. And it didn't work out and they separated. But I still had visitations with my dad and with my dad's family. But while my mom and my dad were together, my mom became a Jehovah's Witness because of my dad's side of the family they're all Jehovah's Witnesses so she started going to the church as well and she liked it so when I was with my mom I would go to Jehovah's Witness the Kingdom Hall is what they call it I would go to the Kingdom Hall every Sunday um I'd go to the English part of the Kingdom Hall um my mom was definitely not the type of parent who was a Jehovah's Witness and you know did you know follow the rules I guess I would say is like you know Jehovah's Witnesses they can't celebrate holidays any holidays birthdays christmas thanksgiving literally nothing they cannot celebrate anything and they go out and they do the door-to-door things my mom never really did that but whenever i had visitation with my dad and my dad's family i should say more like my aunt would come get me my dad never came to get me to see me i only saw him because my aunt would come get me to see him because they lived together so that's the only reason why I ever saw my dad, if we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. But, however, when I was with my aunt, you know, and it was the weekends, because that's the only time I saw her, we would go to the Kingdom Hall services and we'd go to the Spanish section of the Kingdom Hall. So we'd go to the Spanish services on Sundays, but on Saturdays we would do the door-to-door services, you know, dropping off the little pamphlets that they give you about Jehovah. Um, we'd also go to the conferences. My mom would actually go to the conferences as well. They were always like far away from where we lived and they were like in this huge like look like a concert arena. But not that big I would say. More like a a theater for like a play or something, like a musical or something. And people would get baptized there. It would be like a huge ceremony that happened every year. And it would be for days on end. I remember it being days on end. I remember it being freezing cold and I remember bringing dresses and skirts and yeah I just I always hated it if I'm being quite honest I never enjoyed being a Jehovah's Witness I was so young so like it just seemed boring to me whereas instead of going to church I could have been hanging out with my friends or playing outside or watching tv 
But now I had to spend hours and hours of my time. Especially during summertime. Like, I don't want to go to fucking school. It's kind of, it feels like school. I don't want to go to school. And it's summertime. It's my summer break. I don't want to go to church. Who the fuck wants to go to church? Nobody. Well, unless I didn't. But I did make some friends in the Jehovah Witness um, church. The only reason why I made friends with them though is because they were my aunt's landlords. So, but they went to the Kingdom Hall as well. And I was friends with them and it was really fun. Like, whenever I was over at my aunt's house, I would play with like, I don't know if you guys have ever played the game Marbles, like with actual marbles, but like you hit the marbles with your finger and then like bounce off the other marble and it's like a game or whatever. Yeah, and then I got into soccer with them. Um, yeah, it was just a great fucking time. As a kid, I did have fun just hanging out with them. But going to church was not my forte. But like I said, it wasn't like I was Jehovah Witness to the core. I didn't follow all the rules. Like I still had my birthdays. I still celebrated Christmas. I did everything that I wanted to do. So I guess I wasn't a real Jehovah Witness if, you know, I'm being quite honest. But we still went to services. So I know what the religion is like. So I can understand. I understand what the religion is like. I just never followed the rules. So then quickly after um, we moved to Florida, by the way, I used to live in New York. So I did all the Jehovah Witness stuff in New York. Um, and then when we moved to Florida, we became Christians and we went to Christian church. And actually, let me backtrack. Before, like the year before we left to Florida, we went to like Catholic church sometimes. So I got a little bit of cat, like the Catholicism essence of whatever the fuck that is. I don't even know. I've only been there a few times, so I really don't get it. But yeah. Um, but then... When I, we moved to Florida, like I was saying before, we became Christians and we started going to Christian church. Now this is where things are a little weird for me. Well, first of all, I came from being in New York, living my whole life that I can remember living in New York. And I'm not going to toot my own horn. I'm not going to say something like trying to brag about myself, but I will say that I was kind of popular in New York. I had a lot of friends. I was deemed as the quote-unquote pretty girl, the pretty popular girl, quote-unquote. I never gave myself those labels. Those were labels that they were given to me. And so when I came down to Florida, I was the odd one out. I was the girl that wore the Jordans and had my hair done in a specific style, like, you know, straight hair bangs, but, like, the rest of your hair is curly. Like, I look like I came straight from New York because I did, but I didn't fit in with all the kids that lived in Florida, like the kids that were the Hollister and the Pastel and the Sperry Shoes and the Toms and the Bobs or whatever the fuck they were called. I didn't look like that, so I needed to fit in because I thought that was the only way I would stop standing out because what I noticed is the kids that would wear the Jordans and look like me were kind of deemed as ratchet, and I didn't want to be ratchet because I'm not ratchet. But they were, so, well... Honestly, that's kind of fucking bad and mean to say. Like, that's just a bullying straight out. Because you don't even know the person. Just because you know what they look like and how they dress doesn't mean that they're ratchet, actually. Do you know what I'm saying? I feel like it's very much bully mentality. But, anyways, I wanted to fit in. So, I had to, you know, 
didn't. I had to buy new clothes and buy new shoes and put my hair a different way and act a different way. And I just didn't want to be a loser. I didn't want to be not popular, you know, because I'm so used to being popular. I guess, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I used to be a social butterfly. I used to have a lot of friends and, you know, I had fun in New York. And when I came down here, I didn't have as much fun. And I also think it's not just because it was different. I guess not so different, but I, you know, looked different. But on top of that, I had to like fake who I was kind of. Like I felt like I was two different people. I was the Brianna outside of church and then I was the Brianna inside of church. The Brianna outside of church was the Brianna I am, like the normal person that I am. But the Brianna outside of church or in church was quiet, shy, didn't talk to people because I felt like I had to be a chameleon kind of. I had to blend in with everybody else. I couldn't talk to people about the things I was interested in because this is church. This is God's territory. This is church where kids don't know curses and they don't listen to the same music that I do because I listen to rap music and R&B and talking about crazy fucking shit in those songs. And I can't just be like, oh my God, did you hear the new Chris Brown song? They're like, what? Who's Chris Brown? Or no, I don't listen to that. I just listen to Hillsong. Like, motherfucker, how am I supposed to get along with these people if they just listen to Hillsong? Like, I don't fucking listen to Hillsong. I'm sorry, I don't fucking like Hillsong. So how am I supposed to really, like, you know, get to know people? My get to know people, I, you know, icebreakers are music because I can talk about music all the fucking time. So when I'm trying to sit here and talk about R&B music, rap music, like, you know, I don't know who was popular back in the day, like 2011, I can't remember, like Drake or like Lil Wayne or Young Money, like, I can't talk about any of that. Nicki Minaj. I can't talk about Nicki Minaj out of, like, girl, I'm gonna sit in church and be talking about Nicki Minaj. I was, you know that meme where it's like, or on TikTok, I'm not sure if you guys have seen, where it's like, you know, they're listening to rap music in the car on their way to church, and then they pull up to the church, and then they lower down the music, or they turn on the church music on. That's literally what I would do. I have my headphones in, on the way to church, listen to the Nicki Minaj, pull up into the church, and have to like change my demeanor and be like I love Jesus Jesus is my Lord and Savior yeah I would be that bitch I don't want to be fucking that bitch and I hated being that bitch you know but this church that I went to was so fucking clicky like I've never been to a church like this specifically you know like the modern churches where the people where like the like they were like the vintage like the hipster church like the hipster christians is what this church was to the fucking t hipster christians this was the church for those people they were just bred in this fucking church but the church was also just very like clicky it was very like rich i would not say snobby but definitely rich like i was poor i was poor and living in a small town and these you know in a one floor house another these other kids have like three-story houses a cute backyard a golden retriever like living in fucking white pick fence world you know i don't fucking have that i don't know what that is like so when i'm like here going to people's houses for church meetings and support groups and all this stuff i'm like sitting here like goddamn these people are rich as fuck like how the fuck i feel so odd out and not on top of that on top of not being able to communicate with people because the things I like they don't, in my head, don't like or can't do. 
or don't listen to. On top of that, I'm also poor out of all of these people. Like, I don't have all the luxuries that they have. I don't have the thing, nice, beautiful things that they have. I don't have any of it. So it's like, not only am I poor, but I'm also the weird, quiet girl. You know what I'm saying? I just didn't fucking like, I didn't like anything about it. I hated it. And I had to be in it for a long fucking time. Like, I, you know, started when I was in eighth grade going into this church till I was in... So eighth grade, it was around like 2011, 2012, till probably 2014, 2015 is when I, no, that's a lie. Yeah, no, because I graduated 2016, so I stopped in junior year. My senior year, I was like, fuck this, I'm not doing it anymore. Because from freshman year to junior year, I was in the choir, in the church band. I shouldn't say choir because we don't have a fucking choir. We have a church band where we have acoustic guitars, electric guitars, we have a whole drum set, we have backup singers, main vocalists, keyboards. Girl, it was one of those churches. I'm sure you guys know what the fuck I'm talking about. And if you don't, look up Hipster Christian Church, and I'm sure you'll fucking find it. <laughs> I'm sure you'll find what I'm talking about. Or at least get an image of what the fuck I'm talking about. But yeah, I never fit in in church. I never felt like I belonged. Don't get me wrong, because I was there for so long, you know, I started believing in the stories that they were telling me. I was memorizing the stories because they use the same stories to for every single lesson they want you to learn. They just try to switch up the, the story to fit the narrative of the lesson they're trying to learn, if I'm making any sense. Or if you understand what I'm saying, that's pretty much what church is. Church is... They use the books from the Bible, the stories from the Bible, and then they try to make those stories work for the reality that we live in now or work for the lessons that they're trying to teach you now. I never related, I guess. I never related to the stories. If anything, being in church made me more scared of the afterlife and sinning and being a bad person. And, you know, after I left or stopped going to this church... And hearing people who were in church, like, for their whole lives, like, from the day they were born to the day, full-grown adults who were able to make decisions for themselves and got out of the church and realized how fucked up the church made them, how traumatized they were from church, they all say the same thing. If church didn't show them, like, how to live in a happy, how to be happy in this world, if anything, it just brought on fear, on top of fear, on top of fear in every aspect of your life. How if I lie or if I cuss or if I think the wrong thoughts, God is always watching and listening and knows every wrong thing I do. And because I said or thought this one thought that was negative, I'm going to go to hell or I'm sinning and God is knowing I'm sinning and he's going to condemn me when I die. You know what I'm saying? Like these are the thoughts that run through these children's mind, these adults' mind. And it's like, what in any way is this, how is this good for us? How is it good that we're just living in fear? I don't get it. Living in fear of doing the wrong thing, saying the wrong thing, thinking the wrong thing. Like, those thoughts just come in your head. Because I thought this thought, I, I'm going to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell just by thinking this one thought for that one split second. We all have those, like, weird fucking thoughts where it's like, you know, you're carrying a baby and you're like, what if I just drop the baby right now? That's a bad thought. You're trying to kill that child. 
but you don't actually intend, intend on killing this child and dropping the baby and making them hurt themselves. You know what I'm saying? I hope what I'm saying is making sense, or at least people have thought these thoughts. Because if I'm the only one, then I'm a crazy fucking bitch. But I distinctly remember I was in eighth grade. And I had such a huge, huge, huge fear of dying. Not necessarily how I was going to die, but how, where I was going to go after death. Was I going to go to hell? Was I going to go to heaven? Or was I just going to stay in limbo? You know, and then what does that look like? And I asked my church, my church leader what would happen after, you know. And she, tried, she just gave me this Bible verse. To, to read the Bible verses that talked about death. I read those Bible verses. They didn't do a damn motherfucking thing for me. They didn't help me at all. They didn't do anything for me. I just had more questions and more fear. If anything, I was ter even more terrified of, you know, how in 2012 they were like, this is when the world is going to end. I was so fucking terrified. I remember the day it happened. I stood up all night because I thought we were all going to fucking die. And I was terrified that I would sleep through the whole thing. And not be alive when I woke up the next morning. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the fear. This is, like, implemented fear. This whole world is based off of fear because instead of having church and state separated, they just like to bring the church involved in every fucking political sense. Every political argument, they like to bring the church involved. Which makes no fucking sense to me because that's not what the Constitution was written for. Fucking idiots. But after senior year, the church that we were going to just kind of fell downhill and everyone started leaving. And then my mom and my stepdad found a new church to go to. And I would go to that church with them as well. And the same thing, I didn't feel like I belonged. I felt out of place. I didn't feel comfortable. I just felt like I was wasting my time and it was better for me to sleep than to be here. You know what I'm saying? And so I told my mom, I was like, I don't want to go to church anymore. I'm not going to church. Like, no, I'm not doing it. Sorry, I'm not doing it. I don't want to fucking be here. So I'm not coming. And I stopped going to church. And then around, I want to say maybe 2019, I was working my like second year at my job that I work at currently. And a friend of mine, well, by then she wasn't a friend. She was a coworker of mine. She started working there and she started... She wasn't my friend at the time when she first started. Obviously, she became my friend eventually, um, and we're still friends to this day. But she introduced me to, like, tarot readings um, because she has a tarot reader, and she was telling me all of, like, the stuff that the tarot reader has told her about her, like, you know, her fortune. And I, I was interested. I was like, well, that sounds like I want to know all that stuff. Like, I want to know who my soulmate is or how many kids I'm going to have or what's my career going to be like, you know? I was interested and I was like, why not give it a shot? I've never gotten a tarot reading before, but I've always wanted to get one. So I started going to this tarot reader. And I remember in, I don't know what episode I talked about. I think it was the situationship episode where I was going to, I was asking you guys if you wanted to hear a story about my tarot reading experience. Um, so I decided to talk about it in this one since it has to do with my spirituality journey. Um main catalyst, if I will say myself, the climax. This is a tipping point in my spiritual journey. This is just the beginning, if I'm, I, I should say, but eventually it will become the climax. 
I am also sorry if you hear those thundering sounds. It is gonna fucking downpour in a few minutes. Um, so I do apologize if you can hear that. But I started going to this girl, this lady, I should say. Um, I started going to her and she told me pretty much everything I just said. Like she told me how many kids I'm gonna have. She told me who my soulmate was. She told me, she didn't really tell me my career. I don't remember because it was so long ago, but she did tell me my soulmate when I'm going to die, even <laughs> all this stuff. Um, and I just got hooked. I was like, wow, like this is crazy. Like imagine if everything she says actually comes true. And I was really glued on to the fact that she told me who my soulmate was because who she told me my soulmate was at the time, he was currently in my life already. Currently something I was dealing with. Um, and I was just shocked that he, out of all people, was my soulmate. Like I literally asked her, I remember being like, are you sure? Because like, I don't feel like he is my soulmate. Like, it makes some sense to me. She's like, no, he definitely is. I know he is. And I'm like, okay. So I kind of held on to that because if we go back to the situationship episode, you know, I was already falling in love with him. I was already in love with him by the time I went to go see her. So because she told me he was my soulmate, I was like, okay, well, I am in love with him. If he's my soulmate, I know we're going to be together. I mean, he's my soulmate. Like, how can my soulmate just leave me? My soulmate is going to be here for me and with me for the rest of my life till the day we die, you know? In my head, at least, that's what I thought. So I kept going back to her and back to her. I might as well have said I went back to her over a hundred times. I've spent thousands of dollars on this lady, you know, because for the readings, but also because she would help me with, like, my chakras and all this stuff and, like, candles for me. And it was a lot. It was a lot, a lot, a lot. Looking back on it now... I just regret the whole thing. Like, I remember there was times where instead of paying my rent money, I'd pay her. And then I'd have to scramble to figure out how I was going to pay rent. Like, I should never have done that. I should have been more assertive and more responsible, you know? That's on me, not her. But at the same time, she knew my situation and she still always asked me for money. So, and I'm not saying I wouldn't pay her for services because I would, but... She would see that I had more money in my wallet and then she'd be like, oh, well, I can do this, this, and this, and this for you. You just have to pay me this, this, this amount. And that amount would be exactly what I had left in my fucking wallet. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just like, in my head, that's just like, I'm a cash cow to you at this point. You don't actually want to fucking help me. Um, so one time I remember I was at the re a reading with her and she was talking to me about something. And I don't know why, but I had this strong voice in my head saying, she's only using you for your money. And that stuck with me. I was like, you know, this is my higher self speaking through in my head to me. Because it wasn't a thought that I had in my head. It, this was a thought that randomly came into my head. So it couldn't have been my subconscious. It had been my higher self telling me, don't trust her. Keep your money. Don't trust her. Stop going to her. And I stopped going to her. I'm going to trust my intuition. I'm going to trust my higher self because my higher self knows more than I do, you know? Like, when I started my spiritual journey with my tarot reader, I didn't just, you know, get tarot readings. I started looking into more stuff like crystals and healing sounds like I was talking about in my other reading. But when you listen, or not my other reading, my other episode, but when you start researching all this stuff, new things pop up like your, your zodiac, signs and your whole birth chart goes comes into to play because it basically tells you who you are your human design chart that is a big 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 one which is so hard to read you know um if you don't 
research it and if you don't know and understand what's happening in your chart, you need someone to help you do that. But you can try to figure out on yourself on your own. But my human design chart is like the biggest one in my opinion. It tells you basically how you are and why you're this way and the tools that help you and how you can manifest specifically for yourself because not everybody can manifest the same way. You know on TikTok how people say like just write down what it is that you want seven times or whatever the fuck. Not everyone can do that and actually manifest stuff into reality. Some people can only can do that and some people have the manifestation powers of feeling and emotions and that's my manifestation power. I manifest by feeling it, envisioning it in my head, feeling what it would feel like to be in that reality that I want to be conjured up. But yeah, sorry if I'm getting sidetracked. There's just, there's so much that goes into the spiritual journey. Um, and spiritual journey is a spiritual journey for the rest of your life. Like, just like they say therapy and mental health is going to take for is going to be something you need to work on and go to for the rest of your life. The same thing a spiritual journey is. Like, it's the same thing. Because mental health, self-awareness, growth, healing, it all has to do with being a spiritual person. And once you heal everything in yourself, you move on to the next level and the next step. But the next step has a bunch of more hurdles and hills you have to cross and bridges you have to burn every it's like leveling up in a mario kart game where you know he eats the mushroom and he gets bigger and bigger imagine just eating a bunch of mushrooms and just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger you know what i'm saying i hope that is making sense but after you know stop i stopped going to her after i just felt like she was using me for my money and not only did I feel like she was using me for my money, but she was telling me that he was my soulmate and that things were going to work out with us and he's just, he needs time and all this stuff. And even though the universe was showing me signs of him not being loyal to me and him not wanting to be with me and him just playing me and treating me like a fool and making me feel like I was a fool, she was telling me otherwise. And I kept holding on to that possibility of him being my soulmate because I'm trusting that this woman knows what the fuck she's talking about that she is this powerful being who can talk to a world that I can't access because I don't have those powers like she does and I even introduced people to her like my friends I introduced my friends to her and my friends introduced their friends to her like I was in giving this woman lots of fucking money you know like and it just hurt that I was just being used. I was being played like a fucking fool. Not only by my situationship, but by her as well. And I stopped going to her because I just I just felt like she lied to me. Not around the time that I ended things with my, <laughs> my tarot reader, I ended things with my situationship. Just because I just felt I was lied to by both of them. I didn't feel like... I just needed to take control and power into my own hands. And so I went on a journey of trying to find my own to, um, my own tarot reading person that I could trust and be comfortable with. And I found one. She's on TikTok. Her name is the B Charmer Tarot. Her real name is Janine. Um, I love that lady. I've had multiple readings with her. And so far, she's been super accurate in all her readings with me. 
I also do readings from like YouTube. Um, YouTube is kind of like very general because you know you're talking to someone over a video where they can't see you. It's not like it's a Zoom or FaceTime call, and there it's like you know thousands of people are watching this one video. However, when you manifest or you know talk to your guides about which card you want to read, majority of the time when you trust your intuition and choosing the right card, that card is meant for you. I've always like I've sometimes been watched I've watched readings where it didn't make any sense to me and it didn't tie into what my life is going what questions I had wanted answered or what I was going through in my life it didn't match but not every part of the reading is meant for you and they say that in the in the reading as well like not every part of the reading is going to be meant for you because there's so many people watching that one video but it still helps if you want a question asked and you don't have enough money to you know pay for a reading it still kind of helps I still do it, do it to this day if I very anxious or need questions answered and I don't have enough money to pay for someone to do a reading for me, I'll go on YouTube and I'll search that shit up myself. And a lot of the time, I do help myself by just doing that. It gives me the answers that I need. Which brings me to my next point. You know, in my last episode, I talked to you guys about, you know, a situation I was going through in my dating life. And my spiritual journey and my spiritual process and how I go about life did help me in that situation. And allowed me to see the situation for what it truly was. My spiritual journey basically helped me by showing me blatantly in my face who this person really was and how this person wasn't the person that I wanted for myself and I didn't need. And you know, I really, really, truly was contemplating it. And I was like, I just don't understand. Like, why would you bring someone in my life who isn't meant for me and who's just giving me problems instead of giving me someone that, you know, can help me with my life and be along for my journey and my journey or and be me be along for their journey as well. Like, I just want someone genuine. And I was journaling a lot, which I've, I suggest if you know, Everyone who is in their spiritual journey journals. Like, that's just something that we all do. Because it's the easiest way to talk to our spirit guides. When we don't have the powers to just talk to them through our mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, having a full-blown conversation with someone through our brain. Because we don't have the clairvoyant abilities. Like, we don't have that. So, writing in your journal is, like, the perfect thing to do. I talk to them like I'm talking to somebody. Like, me talking to you right now. Like, me having a full-blown conversation with my spirit guides but through my journal. Because they're there with you all the time, like right now. Some of them are standing with me right now or listening to me or comforting me while I talk about this situation, um, guiding me to actually do this podcast. Like if I really sit here and talk about it, like I've been contemplating doing this podcast for a long time, but I just never thought that I could actually do it until, you know, I kept getting the signs from the universe telling me, just try it. You don't know until you try, you know? Um, I'm also sorry if I'm going, like, in so many fucking lanes right now. It's just when I don't have a script, I just say the shit that's on my fucking brain. So I do hope that it's not so fucking annoying for you guys. But basically, I was writing in my journal asking, like, why can't I be an empowered woman who is able to have fun and enjoy my life, like I was saying, the 5% of my life, and then still focus on me the 95% of my life, like I said in my last episode. I know there's women out there who have done it and who are doing it to this day, 
and they're still empowered and take charge and control for themselves. But it's like, why can't I be that person? Why can't I do the same thing? Why is having sexual relations with someone so tying to me? Like, why do I, their soul, we, my soul connects with their soul? Like, I don't understand. Why can't it just be a platonic thing? And I just realized, like, that's just not who I am. I am not a friends with benefits type of person. And I never will be. And it's just, and it's okay. Like, I, it's okay to be that person. It's, it's not for everybody. Not everybody is the same. So people who can do the friends with benefits stuff, all praise to you. But I'm just not that person. And, you know, I had to accept that, that I wasn't that person. Even though I want to be that person, I had to accept the fact that I'm not that person. And I was listening to, I even, I have a deck of tarot cards. I don't know how to use them, and they're very, very, very difficult to use because the illustrations is really kind of what helps, at least me, understand what that card is specifically trying to tell me for the question or the reading I want answered. And the cards that I have are not very illustrated and they're not really good. However, I still tried to connect with the universe. And when I was pulling my cards, a lot of cards that had I had questions about with a specific person were answered. And I just felt heard and I felt seen and understood. And I took it upon myself to make the decision that was right for me. And when I made that decision and I finally executed that decision... I cried and I didn't even know why I was crying. I was crying. I think I was crying because it was like subconsciously I understood that I chose myself like I should have done when I came to my situationship. I finally learned a lesson and I grew as a person in that very moment. And it's all because I trust my intuition. I trust the universe and I trust and believe in something out there that helps me live my life. And I'm so grateful that I found this spiritual journey. I'm so grateful for my friend introducing me to this world because truly I was lost for a very long time after I I left the church. And even when I was in church from very little, like I was talking about being a Jehovah Witness, I was lost in that because I didn't trust it and I didn't grow a connection in a community with that and I didn't do that same thing with when it came to Christ, a Christian church I didn't find something that spoke to me that made me believe and made me trust the world that made me believe and trust in a higher power in a different world out there I think it's important to believe in something higher than yourself when you believe and have hope and trust in something divine, something other than yourself, I feel like you live your life differently. I'm living for my life by healing myself from my past, my childhood trauma, who I was back then, and who I'm trying to become. That's the whole part of being a spiritual person. You're trying to deprogram everything you were taught up to now, up to when you awoken, if that makes sense. I know it, this may sound very weird and crazy for people who don't believe in the spiritual world and the spiritual journey and process of a human, 
and what it's like when you delve deep into this type of world. But for those of you who understand what I'm saying, I hope I'm making sense and I hope you relate to what I am saying. And I do hope that people who don't believe in something, you know, take a little look and little peek into the spiritual world. You know, start with crystals first if that's what you want to do or start with hertz or start with your birth chart. Everyone knows what their birth chart is. I'm sure everyone knows what their sun sign is at least. Start from there. And if you believe in that and if you believe in your sun sign and that your sun sign does kind of match you, start looking into your moon sign and your rising sun and then look at your Venus and your Mars and your Jupiter and all those other planets that we have in this universe. Look at your sign that compare with those and just delve deep into your birth chart and start from there. Because honestly, that's a really, really good starting point is your birth chart. Because then you start to understand and learn about other things like, okay, well, because I'm the sun in Capricorn and my moon is in Aries and my scent, my rising sign is a Leo, what does this all mean? Why does it match me so well? Where did this come from? And it will lead you down a path of joy, darkness, but it will lead you to being self-aware. Self-aware and changing who you are and becoming who you want to be for your future for the future of your kids for the future of the world and now i'm not even scared of death anymore by being a spiritual person if anything i'm looking forward to what's going to happen after death because it's nothing to be scared of it's not a scary place like the church likes to say it is it's not you're going down in the underground and you're going to be in a vat of lava and Satan is going to be laughing in your ear the whole time you're there. And it's not going to be you go into the clouds and then you're in the golden gate of bliss and baby angels flying everywhere. I don't believe in that. If you want to believe in that, I have all respect in you. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You can believe in whatever the fuck you want because that's the world we live in. Freedom. Freedom of choice. But I think that's where I'm going to stop today's episode. Let's move on to music and media. Let's start with media since that's the thing I can actually remember right now. Um, Media, I have actually finished watching Stranger Things Volume, or Season 4. I will say, this season has been fucking amazing. I think it tops every season, even the first season. I think this was the best season um, they've ever made. Um, I am, I was shocked to say the least. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but I was definitely shocked. I did not know the plot twists, these plot twists that were going to happen, happened. Um, honestly, I thought this was the end of this whole era, this whole show, because the way they were making this show seem, this whole season seem was like, it was the end of the fucking world. We were all going to fucking die at this point. But I'm happy to say that they will be making another season, at least based off how the ending was created. There has to be another season. They just left it off at a fucking cliffhanger. So, like, there is definitely going to be another season. And for music, I will say I will recommend this song to you guys called Left and Right by Charlie Puth featuring Jungkook from BTS. I have to sprinkle in my BTS shit in here because I'm a BTS ARMY lover. I love BTS. I'm part of ARMY. Period. Fuck what you're talking about. 
fuck with your herd. <laughs> but um, I will also say the new We Seen album was really good. Um, I suggest listening to that as well. And actually, remember, I remember saying like in my YouTube videos, if you've ever watched my YouTube videos, I always said I never listened to girl groups, like K-pop girl groups. Well, your girl is dabbling into some K-pop girl groups. And I have been listening to Blackpink, and I actually really fucking like Blackpink. I don't know why I haven't listened to them before. But I stand Blackpink. I love Lisa, and I love Jenny. I think Jenny is beautiful, but Lisa is probably my bias in the group because she a bad bitch. But yeah. I think that's where I'm going to end things today. I really, truly hope you guys love this episode. I really hope I made sense. Um, I hope you guys didn't get annoyed with me from me jumping all around the fucking place. I do, I should try my best in scripting this type of show, but I really don't know how to script this type of shit. Um, I like that I talk about things from coming from the top of my head because that's when I say the things best, if I do say so myself. Please, 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 please subscribe to this podcast on spotify and itunes on itunes you can leave a written review and i would greatly appreciate if you did that please download this podcast um and on spotify i know you can rate this uh, this podcast so please rate on spotify and please leave a review and a like on itunes i would greatly fucking appreciate it i fucking love you guys stay tuned for next week's episode I love you. Goodbye. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your week. Bye.